Welcome to the Oda Magazine podcast. We at Oda desire to give a deeper insight into the people we spend time with through a podcast featuring creatives and entrepreneurs across art, fashion, films and other creative disciplines. Each episode highlights the work of individuals actively participating in culture and the conversations they inspire. Our guests discuss how they see the future dealing with themes such as diversity, equality, understanding and, of course, passion. Odda is a platform where self-expression, imagination and dreams are brought to the next level and shared with those looking to be inspired. So, Tommy, just as a reminder to you, they're going to use the audio for their podcast. So nothing will be visual, but they'll just take the sound. Okay, so don't use bad language. <laughs> yes, please. So I'll turn my camera off and I'm here if anybody needs me. Okay, okay. thank you. All right, um, so to start, um, tell us about Tommy You and yeah. your namesake brand, Tommy Hilfiger. So who are you as Tommy the creator and how would you describe the essence of Tommy Hilfiger the brand? Well, Tommy Hilfiger, the brand, is all about uh, modern classics connected to the culture, connected to pop culture. Mm -hmm. And for now 38 years, I've been connecting the brand to fame, fashion, art, music, entertainment, and and sports, Uh, always connected to music in a very big way. Mm -hmm. And... uh, I was always inspired by musicians and music uh, from when I started my first shop called People's Place in 1969. I wanted to have it for the people, the people who love music and fashion. So after 10 years, I decided to build my own brand and I wanted my own brand to be cool classic. I wanted to be classic, but it had to be cool. It had to be relevant. And I didn't want it to be uptight or uh, um, snobby or anything like that. I wanted it to be uh, inclusive, not exclusive, but it had to have an edge to it that music and musicians would want to wear, athletes would want to wear, and I wanted to really be totally connection, connected to the culture. So uh, in the 80s, when hip hop was just starting, I began dressing a lot of the hip hop artists. And what that did for, for me was open my eyes to the fact that there's a new generation of music and musicians coming up and being connected to that generation of of music and musicians was keeping me very relevant and keeping the brand sort of like hip and cool. Yeah. And then I began to have associations and relationships with everybody from Snoop to, uh, I called him Puffy then, I call him Diddy now. Uh, So many, so many hip hop artists and then uh, I hired Quincy Jones's daughter, Kidada, who helped me do all the styling for my shows. 
And as we were doing the styling for the shows, we decided to make everything way oversized. And we decided to blow up the logos and we decided to make the, the whole brand more streetwise. And that has stayed with us for many, many years. Yeah. Would you say that, you know, your association with hip hop culture was your first collaboration? Yeah, In absolutely. 100%. Mm, that's interesting. And I collaborated with Aaliyah. And uh, maybe you saw the famous photograph with Aaliyah and the bandeau top. Oh, that, was a, that was a men's t-shirt we chopped up. Uh. And, 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 and she was wearing men's underwear with a waistband. And the, the jeans were made especially for her. And they dropped way down on her waist. And uh, everybody wanted those jeans. And uh, unfortunately, God took her away from us. But she will always be in our hearts. Absolutely, absolutely. I was actually just, it wasn't even on purpose, but I was actually just like listening to her um, like 30 minutes ago before the interview. So absolutely, like always just immortalized. I get, I get chills and goosebumps when I hear her music. Mm -hmm. And her and Kadada were best friends too. So that's like yeah. such an interesting, um, you know, coincidence. But yeah, um, speaking back to collaboration. So yeah. now, in like the 2020s, um, it started a little bit in the 2010s, I would say because of like street culture and like, you know, sneaker culture and all that stuff. Now collaborations are almost like they're popular. It's almost like a given that a brand would wanna collaborate um, with, you know, a smaller brand or like anything like that. Like maybe a street brand will wanna collaborate with a luxury brand and things yeah. like that. Um, and it's really shifting culture and uh, really blowing up both brands in a way that we haven't seen before in fashion so and you have been doing this you know collaborating creating opportunities with people um since um you first had that one with hip-hop culture like in the 90s so yeah. um after decades of doing this how do you maintain um understanding who you would want to collaborate with next like how do you keep that eye um well, from cool well you know being based in new york and spending time in LA and London and, and all over the world, I meet a lot of people. And I, I have to feel respect for the person and feel that they're authentic and not just doing it to get a check. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, whether it's Zendaya or Lewis Hamilton or Gigi Hadid, I had to have a relationship with them where I respected them. And, you know, Lewis and I became very close friends and he started telling me about all the stuff he would want to wear so we designed it together and it was a it's been a big hit uh zendaya brought law yeah who now is a very very close friend of mine today and law and, and zendaya and i with my design team sat for hours talking about what it should be what it should look like how it should be presented what kind of runway shows we should do, and so on. Gigi is what she wanted to wear. Mm. Everything was about what she wanted to wear. But then, you know, we collaborated with Iman and David Bowie. 
and they'd never done an ad campaign before. And that was, that was in the nineties. Yeah. And uh, they wanted something more sophisticated and a little bit more uh, grown up. Uh, I sponsored Lenny Kravitz tour and uh, Lenny was wearing all my clothes over the tour. Um, we sponsored the Rolling Stones one year, which was a lot of fun. So I, I like to collaborate with people I like and people I, I believe in. Yeah, well, this is gonna be a hard question next, but do you have, since you like them all and respect them all, but do you have a favorite one that you've done? A favorite collaboration? Uh, I, I have to say that I've loved all of them. I've loved all of them. I, you know, we did a uh, collaboration with Vetmont. Vetmont? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was, yeah, well, that's when Demna was there before he went to Balenciaga. That was a favorite of mine. Mm -hmm. And then we did one with Kith. Do you know Kith? Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. did one with Kith. That was a favorite. But in terms of the people, you know, I, I, I love all the people that I've done collabs with. All of them. And, and, and by, by the way, the people around them, like Law, mm -hmm. you know, we're on text every other day. Yeah. And I love what he, I love what he's doing because he's a super talent. Yeah. Um, what I love about Law, I I saw them, them speak once, um, and he was such a big champion of you know dressing Zendaya in you know these upcoming brands. Yeah. And like these um, small upcoming really innovative designers. So I've always appreciated that about him. Um, he, he he made that he made a lot of those brands happen. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even realize it until he said something like it just it just proves that, you know, how much talent there is that's coming up, you know, There's so, a lot, a lot of talent coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so when it comes to the new people, the new creatives that you're seeing within New York, is there any people that are catching your eye right now? Uh, Romeo Hunt. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know who Romeo is. I do. But uh, I collaborated with him, you know, for years I've been mentoring him and helping him out financially with his business and giving him business advice and introducing him to people. But I said, okay, let's do a collab. So we did a collab as part of our People's Place program. And the People's Place program was set up to give opportunity to creatives of color who wouldn't normally have the opportunities to meet the right factories, uh, see how it's done behind the scenes. So uh, Romeo has been uh, the one I, I, I chose to mentor after I met him and after I saw his collection, I said, well, wow, what can I do to help you? Yeah. So uh, I, th that was big. And uh, I think that it helped lift him off the ground as well. For sure. Yeah, now, like, his work is great. I've seen a lot of his stuff. So. Yeah, he's great. He's great as a person. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and let's speak about Richard Quinn, too, because he is a UK-based um, designer who, like, really uses a really exciting, like, just his eye on color and silhouette and his idea of boldness really matches Tommy, um, Tommy Hilfiger's idea yeah. of boldness. Um, and so can you speak more to how that came about as well? Yeah, um, we had the opportunity to meet Richard and uh, 
then we just started talking about a collab right away. But what I love about Rich, Richard and Richard Quinn's work is he is inspired by punk music too. And I've loved, I've loved genres of music, whether it, you know, it was hip hop or rock or punk. And I've always had that sort of like feeling that we should drop some sort of collection that would harken back to punk rock, but mm -hmm. become modern for the future. And Richard nailed that. I mean, he's, wait till you see the stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. And that's going to be happening like this, this season. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, that should be exciting then. And as for see now, by now, it's been six years since you've been doing this, um, like that see now, buy now strategy yeah. for Fashion Week. And you're also going to be bringing it back to this year's Fashion Week too, right? Yeah. 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 Cool. So where are, you, where are you based? I'm in New York. You're going to come to the show? Sure, if I get an invite. <laughs> Alicia, Alicia, I know you're on the line somewhere, so make sure we get oh, the yeah. invites out. Will do, of course. Okay. Thank awesome. you. Thank you. Um, and so, yeah, See Now, Buy Now is just like the idea for just for podcast listeners who like aren't aware, but it's the idea that when you, as soon as you see the show and as soon as the show is complete and finished, you're able to uh, buy the product immediately through like this new e-commerce technology. So now that you've been doing it for six years, how do you, um, what is your opinion on see now, buy now? And like, how do you think you will go about changing it or innovating it uh, moving forward when it comes to the Tommy Hilfiger brand and how that interacts with it? Okay, well, you know, normally fashion designers will show their fall collections in February and then they right. ship the clothes to the stores in September. Mm -hmm. I had a strong feeling that younger people want immediate gratification and uh, they want to be able to see it on the runway, buy it, click and buy then and wear it the next day. Right. And it wasn't rocket science. It was like, hey, what do people want? I mean, it was just like, if you sometimes figure out what people want, you could supply them with what it is they're looking for. So they wanted immediate gratification. And I believe that uh, it was the right time and right place. So I, I don't think I would ever go back to doing it the other way. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult to do because you have to design it way in advance and then you have to have it available the day of the show. Mm -hmm. You can't tell them you're gonna, that they can click and buy and not have it. Yeah. So um, some designers have done like an item or two on the runway that they can get the next day, but mainly they design and ship it six months later. But by that time, people have seen it in social media, they've seen it on celebrities and they're tired of it by the time it gets to the selling floor. So that's actually really interesting. So you're saying that because of see now, buy now, does it allow you a little bit more time to really think about the collection because you don't have to do it six months in advance? Uh, well, we just revised our design calendar. So we start earlier mm -hmm. and we're always thinking about what's next. Mm -hmm. Right. Always. You know, we're designing now for 2024. Right. Yeah. Laying the groundwork for the, for the, the concepts. 
and 20, uh, fall 2023 is already being sampled and made. Right, right. Okay, so basically with, with see now, buy now, it's just about, you know, the consumer themselves feeling like they can have access to it immediately. And it's just, just about like the hype following the amount of work that you're doing appropriately so that everything matches. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, so, and I, I completely agree with that because, you know, with the whole idea around like people who are influencers and the, you know, culture around like everyone wanting to have the same access um, to what celebrities are buying immediately, it completely makes sense. So, yeah. yeah. People love it. Yeah. And as for any other um, new technologies, like I know that you're working on, you, you've had this um, partnership with Roblox for a while and yes. um, you've created um, a Tommy game as well. So there are a lot of new business models and new technologies that are floating out there. So how do you know which ones to bring in and say, okay, this works for our brand? And how do you, how do you know which ones to kind of be like, okay, that doesn't, I, I can't see that. I can't really visualize how that would work for us specifically. How do you know which ones to keep and which ones to leave in the dust? Uh, it's almost like uh, having a meal. You like the taste of this. You don't like the taste of something else. So um, sometimes it comes from the, the gut instinct and sometimes it comes from the fact that uh, we want to be advanced. We want to be a step ahead of all of our competition and everybody out there in fashion. So uh, we're now joining the metaverse and we believe in digital, physical and digital. Yeah. So gaming is a big part of that. And at the same time, uh, I believe that there's live stream shopping. There is uh, digital uh, avatars that we're developing as part of these games. Mm -hmm. uh, but I believe in linking everything back to the culture, to pop culture. I want to be inclusive, diverse, sustainable, fun, positive. I don't want to have any negativity around. I've always wanted to have uh, sort of a positive voice. Yeah. And it has to be cool. For sure. Um, and this is interesting because when it comes to New York Fashion Week, like that's all what it's about, right? Like that coolness um, and like connecting with people and culture and stuff like that. So how um, do you think that, you know, the new Tommy experience within like the Tommy factory, how do you think that, how would you like for the effect to have on New York Fashion Week? I want uh, everyone, the public, as well as the fashion people, as well as people who aren't even at the show, but all people to realize the importance of diversity. And I don't mean just uh, talking it, but we want to walk the walk. We've always we've always done that, but this season we want models of all different sizes, ages, colors, 
beliefs. And I, I don't want to just do that because it's like the trend. Doing it because that's my customer base in the world. You know, we have customers who will never be out of a wheelchair, but we have developed an adaptive collection just for those types of people. We have customers who are in their 80s, and then we have customers who are newborns. So I want to show the world that we are seriously inclusive and not just talking the talk, but walking the walk. Right. Yeah. I also believe we should welcome everyone and waste nothing. Yeah. And so this fashion, uh, the factory, it's open to the public completely? Well, it, it, we are opening it to the public, but there are a certain amount of seats. So when those tickets are gone, that's it. Right. But, but it's not like, okay, only fashion editors and fashion buyers are allowed. Because I think that that's not inclusive. I think that's exclusive. Right, for sure. Um, and as a friend of Andy Warhol, the late Andy Warhol, can you experience what it was like to be a part of Andy's factory? And I mean, Warhol's factory, excuse me. Like, do you have any fond memory memories of the community and what it was like to be there? Well, I would just say that it was a creative hub where uh, his art and his paintings were drawing on the floor when a music group would be rehearsing in the back and in the basement, they would be filming a movie at the same time with a stream of celebrity and cool people coming in. You know, everybody from Sylvester Stallone to uh, Jackie Kennedy. And, you know, it was just like crazy. Muhammad Ali would pop in and I mean, all these people, he, he was like a magnet attracting people from fashion, art, music, entertainment, sports and celebrity and it was before influencers were even anybody knew what an influence influencer was yeah yeah and what i find interesting about it is that everybody was working on their own creative projects within this community right like i'm sure like y'all had parties as well but you know as you said like people were filming movies and making music yeah cool they were making music they were being creative in many, many different ways. So what aspects of Warhol's factory are present in this concept that you have for Tommy's factory? Fashion, art, music, entertainment, sports, and influencers. Nice. It's gonna be crazy. <laughs> cool. The music, the music will be crazy. The casting will be crazy. The backdrop, the set. You ever heard of John Batiste? I don't think so, actually. Look, look him up. Batiste, B A T I S T E. Okay. J O. J J J E A N? No, J O N. J O N, okay. Batiste, B A T I S T E. Cool. John Are they a musician? Yeah, he won a couple of Grammys. Nice. But then look at his video, look at his music video. He looks like Jean-Michel Basquiat. Yeah, I yeah, I was about to say with the hair. Yeah. But he's 
also uh, one of our new, uh, I don't know if you say protege or a, a new muse for me. Mm. And I've got a, a fresh relationship with him that I love. Nice. Cool. Well, I'll be looking forward. Ooh. Great. <laughs> okay. So I have to run. I hope you got everything you need. And if you have any more questions, you can text or email and we'll get right back to you. Okay. I'll see you at the show. All right. I'll see you.